1: Suds, Suds, Suds. It's time for more Suds. Hey, welcome everybody. This is good old boy Mike. Welcome to this Suds episode. This is our best of 2019 show. And uh, really look, looking forward uh, to this episode today.
2: We we're already liquored up. Uh-huh. Our, uh,
1: <laughs> we have a new motto. I like this. Our new motto is drink, belch, and repeat. That's <laughs> accurate Sitting uh, to me at uh, Radio Left Is uh, good old boy Dave yeah,
2: I've been liquored up for 17 years uh, My judgment's not what it
1: once was <laughs> <laughs> Were you liquored up for 17 years or 17 years ago
2: <clears throat> uh, Both Okay, I've been going pretty strong
1: <laughs> Uh, good old boy, Kendall's here.
0: It's a pleasure to be here to close out the year.
1: Yeah. So is the Cicerone uh, Society actually follow a protest every episode that you're on? Um,
0: I, I hope they're not listening, but we <laughs> might find out. They just cut him loose.
1: The ever-present Reverend Mark is here.
3: The omnipresent. omnipresent. Yes, There you <laughs> are. Sorry, yes. Glad to be here and everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> He's all around us.
1: We'll see if they get that. Here <laughs> 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 you go. Bump bum <laughs> and good old boy Sparky is with me here.
2: Good Yontoval.
1: Whoa! There's a, uh, there's a telltale sign of how this opening is going to go. Uh, good old girl Juliana is going to join us for the last segment in today's episode. Uh, Hi, everyone. Well. She's just kind of off <laughs> microphone right now. Uh, it's so
2: great to be next to Dave.
1: <laughs> well, I it's, think he's
2: the manliest man. <laughs>
1: Use a cattle prod. It is a lot more effective. Yes,
2: should have to get it out of the bedroom. So. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh,
1: okay. Hmm.
3: I'm the boss.
1: Yeah. <laughs> kept sleeping. That's the wrong best of show, Dave. <laughs> so
4: that's later, dude.
1: That's at, that's show three. <laughs> it's almost time to say goodbye to 2019. It's been a great year. Mm, it was. Um it's been a great year for the show. Uh so we're going to talk a little bit about beer, breweries, events that stood out for us, maybe some other topics, you know, about 2019. Uh but before we do that, this Sudsmeg, this Sudsmeg. Wow. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> toy boat, toy boat. <laughs> toy boat. <boy. laughs> This Sud segment is brought to you by
2: the Law Offices of Scratchers J. Scratcherton. Are you a kitty or a puppy who identifies as kitty? Do you need an attorney? Well, come on down to the Law Offices of Scratchers J. Scratcherton. Scratchers J. Scratcherton, attorney at law. She'll fight for her clients and give injustice the claw. Scratchers J. Scratcherton is not licensed to practice law in any of the 50 states.
1: Well, before we jump right into it today, good old boy Sparky, who is a man of... Many talents. Many. And he is our uh, resident Jew here at the table. To-
2: token Jew. Not token Jew. <laughs>
1: um, so I, uh, we need to read the Sudge ratings for today, and I've challenged him to try and channel a bit of his... Um, Ancestry, uh, religious heritage, maybe you know, throw out a few uh, Hebrew moments here. I'd like to uh, apologize
5: to my synagogue, my could, rabbi.
1: Can yeah. you do the sedrading? Isn't in that Yiddish? a perpetual, like you know, thing you do? Oh yeah. yeah I, I'm sorry. Um,
5: Yeah, there's, uh, there's unfortunately there's only one uh, Yom Kippur year. I kind of need one every week. um, Hmm. Sadly, Days of Atonement or Atonement. The only person I know that
1: brings their own charcuterie plate to temple every week.
5: It's weird though, you know. It burns (laughs) when I'm in the synagogue. Actually, it hurts a little bit. It's like God's trying to send me a message or something. All right, so uh, uh, we'll be discussing these. uh, We'll be discussing and rating these beers with these suds ratings plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. That sucks. Give me anything but a bud. 2. Oiga Vault. Was that a belch?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: 3. It's a Shonda. What a relief, though.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> 4. A body should not really make that sound, but if you called your mother, maybe you wouldn't be sick all the time. Maybe you should uh, have some of her chicken uh, soup and you'll feel better.
1: Matzima. I like the fact that he has this many hand gestures. That's part of the process. Well, <laughs> no, you
5: can't. See? You've got to talk with your hands. Uh,
1: well, I thought Italians talked with their hands, but you're right. You know, when you're really getting into the moment of, of Hebrew. You and gotta, they both have
5: guilt moms. I yes, mean, it's, right. there's, a lot, there's a lot of crossover there. There's a lot. moments.
1: You're right. Yeah.
5: Um, and, uh, five, listen to that hang time. Give me another.
2: You can tell the difference. You know, he's not Italian because he doesn't have a pinky ring.
1: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Sparky. Uh, We're going to do
2: all the stereotypes today. (laughs) That's true.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. We're going to have a lot of these with this, with this uh, cast for sure. We're going to go around the table today. We're going to talk a little bit about our best beers of 2019. We have some of them here at the table, um, and we're going to be tasting and talking about these. Some of these we're going to rate, some of these we're not, uh, but uh, I think it's going to be a great conversation all the way around. I love the opener that uh, Dave is going to do here with us. So. Good old boy, Dave. What is your favorite beer for 2019?
2: Well, I'm not going to call this my favorite beer, oh, okay. but but this is actually a beer that kind of symbolizes something that I I, I felt good and bad about in, in a couple of different ways about the brewing craft beer industry. I chose Lagunitas Daytime IPA. It oh. is a low calorie, low carb IPA. It's 98 calories. Three carbs. a Crusher. And it's like 4% ABV. Now, this is a great lawnmower beer. Mm. The reason I picked it is because I really like how the craft beer industry and, and, and Lagunitas, say it's craft, it's not craft, whatever. But they really stepped up in a way to to show that beer can taste like beer and still be low cal- low-calorie, low-carb. So you can still drink a bunch. You know, you can be trim or whatever but it doesn't have to be mick ultra you know to be to be low calorie low carb and that's why i picked it i think i think i'm glad that they're doing flavorful beers in
1: that genre hmm. what's your rating going to be here for daytime
2: you know what i i like it it's it's a little thin it, it's a four percent beer though so i'm going to give it a sud rating of three
0: hmm.
1: <laughs> well you know we uh we've done so many uh great episodes on lawnmower beers in general we've kind of talked about uh, this and you know uh, it it flows in line with another conversation that we've had, which is sometimes the basic beers uh, in some of the more simplistic styles—a pilsner, a saison, a farmhouse ale—you know, a good red ale—which Kendall didn't bring for us today. Oh, um, yeah, <laughs> um, but he chose one <laughs> he did <laughs> i did uh sorry but you know there's something to be said for uh you know these beers that don't have you know a you know 108 you know ibu's or you know jacked up with you know 20 different cultures and you know a ton of three packs lactose. of lactose per can yeah, yeah. so yeah so i i i love this choice
0: yeah this is a really interesting beer in that It's always going to get Compared to McUltra Yeah And it is The same body Which is none Uh, (laughs) It's super dry It's one of the lightest beers You're ever going to taste But somehow Lagunitas managed To throw some hops in there And you can You can taste it It's got that standard Lagunitas IPA-ish hop character That you get out of all their beers But in a beer That's just super crushable Yeah Absolutely.
1: Sparky, I know you worked with this brand uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Was they specifically positioning this beer to go toe-to-toe with other things on the shelf? Or was it more of that they just didn't have something like this in their portfolio and they wanted to kind of round things out?
5: Man, uh, you know, I've worked with a lot of major breweries and there's really nobody out there like Lagunitas. Um, I would love to say that their um, PR department spent... Hours of research, months, weeks. um, But I really don't believe that. Uh, They're really just a bunch of insane stoners. And so I would think, (laughs) I'm sorry, I love them dearly. They are some of the best people on the planet. And, you know, that's why, you know, I've seen some of these acquisitions, mergers, and stuff like that absolutely just suck all the character and life out of a company. Yeah. And that is. I, I wish that would happen more with Lagunitas sometimes. We because- know we
2: We also could have talked about their hop water. Yeah. So, you know, oh, that was oh insanely my God, good.
5: My son is addicted to that, by the way. <laughs> Whenever we're playing games downstairs, he like thinks it's the coolest thing in the world to go to daddy's beer fridge and pop off the lid of one of those and he'll start sucking down a hop oh, water. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: I've got a, I've got a friend who's pregnant right now and we went over there a few weeks ago and she's a beer, big beer fan and she's missing it. So I took her a Lagunitas hop yeah, water. If you're a hot head, you know, She was in mm-hmm. heaven. Well,
5: no. And, and I think, and you know, the story behind that one was they wanted something to drink in the brewery on the, line because people were just getting absolutely wasted, uh, while they were working. And so Jeremy, uh, the head brewer wanted to look for something that was, you know, so that was a solution to a problem, a way to fits in the outside world too. So I'm not necessarily sure that's how this happened, but, um, I mean, a lot of times they're just screwing around, throwing stuff against the wall and seeing if it okay. sticks, which, you know i i like i said i would love to think that there was a story or structure behind this but ultimately what i heard from the guys was yeah we were just trying to make something lighter with hop, well, the, so. the whole
1: thing with the hop water feels like a conversation that was going on going dude do you think that we could create yeah. something that tastes like bong water and bottle it and yeah people would buy it <laughs> <laughs> <The> answer <laughs> is yes
2: yes uh, we ding, can. yes <laughs> yeah nailed it um but I think, too, like, if you look at where the the market has gone with, like, these hard seltzers and stuff and, and people are pushing for, like, low-calorie, low-carb stuff with a little bit of booze, for people who, who want to drink beer, I mean, this is kind of the answer for that. It, it really is, man. And, and uh, you know, I mean... One
5: thing that I've noticed as I get older is I just feel like so like slowed down and sluggish like the more I pound. But, you know, I can drink a couple of these. I still get my hops. I still get a little bit of a buzz and I don't feel gross afterwards. And and uh I don't know. I don't know what the kids are doing these days. <laughs> but at least for me, that's like helpful. Hmm.
1: Well, uh, really enjoyed our conversation so far on uh, Lagunitas Daytime. Um And it's interesting. We actually have... Another beer in this category. We'll be right back right after this brief break. Hey, welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. On today's Suds episode, we are going through our best Suds products for 2018. We have
4: had a pretty good year ourselves.
1: (laughs) We have. Uh, So we were talking about good old boy Dave's. Oh, uh, he—he's not going to call it his favorite product, but he picked it as a product for 2019 to talk about, <laughs> which was Lagunitas Daytime. Uh, this is a four percent ABV um, IPA, yep. and uh, we were just kind of chatting a little bit about it. Um, had, i you know, I know that uh, we got a lot of this, um, you know, to consume this year. But do you guys ever see yourself going and buying this either in draft or a can? I might pick up a six
0: pack in the middle of the summer. Yeah. You know, if I'm yeah. going to be doing something like going out to the beach or something, going on a boat. Yeah.
2: yeah. Dude, I would buy this before I would buy a six pack of Corona. Like if I was going to the, the That's beach true. or something.
1: Yeah. This is what yeah. I drank at the beach yeah. this
5: summer. This was my, my beach beer. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, you're crossing over in between, you know, a lager and an ale there. And then, um, mm-hmm. you know, I just, uh, uh, it's interesting. That you could actually have an ale that would still, you know, Really, you know, be this crisp and light, you know. Yeah, so. absolutely.
3: Well, you know, like Garrett Garrett Oliver, you know, at Brooklyn says one one t- test for a if not a great beer, at least a good beer is that you can drink three. You want three pints of it. You can. You huh. can. And That's so, awesome. You know, at least on a, really, a bad on a really on a really hot day, three pints for sure. Yeah, and, I've had and, a lot you're of still great beers able there. to play with your kids and not get arrested. So not get
5: diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting.
1: All the interesting the goals that Reverend Mark has in a beer session. It's do not get arrested. So, so
2: don't <laughs> mow your wife's flower bed.
5: <laughs> don't fight the mailbox.
1: Uh well, great beer. Uh next up is uh, good old boy Kendall, Jundo. and he brought another interesting uh choice for us. What did you bring? I what did. did. Well, What did you
0: pick? Let me tell you the story. And, and, you know, I've said this before through the year. I'm kind of tired of a lot of what's happening in the beer world right now. Yeah. Um, my go-to this year has been Pilsner's. I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. the hazies that all taste the same, the crazy, sour, fruited, milkshake, you know, popsicle whatevers, uh, big, giant pastry stouts. Those things are interesting, but I can't drink... The Garrett Oliver rule. I can't sit down and drink a couple of them. And sometimes I just want a beer that's a beer. And um, this fall, my wife and I headed over. This is where a lot of my stories go, to Mills River, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And uh, I ordered a pint of the freshly tapped Celebration for 2019 Which is the The fall seasonal For Sierra Nevada It's a fresh hop ale Yep Big beautiful beer Rich caramely malt Hoppy as can be Mm -hmm. Got that nice Classic Piney Resiny bitterness to it Yep and having it on draft at the brewery when it was only like a week and a half old was just an eye-opening experience. It was a beautiful beer. And that, that's the beer of 2019 that just stood out because it was just so good. Yeah. And I did want, even though it's what, seven something percent, I did want two or three pints of it. But that's that was my beer this year.
5: It seems like a lot of people are just terrified of the piney flavored hops nowadays, right? I mean, that just seems to be like the classic old school West Coast is... Well, they're, they're yeah. so great. They we are. Definitely have to yeah, okay. say that
1: Cascade is something I think mean, it's fallen off as a sure. you know common uh, hot profile. But I'm glad that this is you know. Always amazing through and so, through, and I love the unique element yeah. of it year to year.
0: Yeah, and that's that's the great thing about this beer too is it is a seasonal. You can't find it year round. You mm-hmm. only find it maybe two two and a half months. Uh, so when this show airs, it's probably still going to be yep. on your shelf at your local mm-hmm. beer store. But it well, won't, be there, it. won't yeah. be there long. there. if for you a haven't had yeah. if you haven't had celebration yet this season, go buy a six pack. Better get on it. Uh, you'll love it.
3: Yeah. I was just I was just at uh, the. The brewery uh, for a fresh pour of this six weeks ago. myself mm. had the same impression. So Brought a couple of six packs home with myself. They're not not around anymore. Um, now I picked this up at the grocery store yeah, yesterday. No, still oh, you can yeah. still find it. Yeah. Well,
5: he I'm was gonna, saying that his aren't around anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah, must there, have happened to Something them. Something. <laughs> yeah, <I've>
2: seen, <laughs> yeah. There was a, there was a
3: hole in every bottle. It was powerful. <laughs> powerful. <laughs> but you know, back back when just. There was just a sparse offering of craft beer, at least here in our area, many years ago. Sierra Nevada did show up even then, and that's. I was always looking for that.
2: Well, I think Kendall said they've been brewing it since 81. Yeah, 1981.
1: Yeah, it is, man. Uh, Kendall and I were talking uh, right before we got here on the mics, and I was like, wow, how long have they made celebration? And I was, um, I don't know, just my first poor guess was
3: 10 years and yeah, since so eighty one. So yeah, quite a while. And you know, way, way back in the in the day, you used to look at this, this celebration as at least a, a, a fairly a fair example of a an American barley wine before the barley wine started getting even bigger and bigger and more ro- yeah. more robust. Oh, yeah. So it's sort of on that borderline. Yeah.
5: What's uh, A B V on that, Kendall? I know?
0: just looked. It's only six eight. Yeah. It, it really? tastes like it tastes like it's bigger than that. Yeah, it yeah. really does. The I think at is. one
3: time it was a higher ABV. They, they
0: might have brought it down, but yeah. it's got a big personality. Absolutely.
3: Mm. Um
1: well I you know, I definitely remember uh having this uh with Reverend Mark, you know, good twenty years ago. It was actually something that I think we always ended up splitting the six pack together. Yep. And uh I don't know, it was just I find myself uh always Picking this up, uh, and you know, I I enjoy sharing. This is a beer that I really enjoy sharing with people, and you know, I really find as things slow down a bit, you know, um, in December, this is a good beer that you can pour with a friend you haven't seen in a, in a little while, or you just kind of want to take in the moment. And this is really something that I I actually enjoy lingering, you know, kind of over this beer. It's probably one of the beers, and I'm like. I'm not going to just pound this down. I think no. I'm just going to sit here and sip and enjoy <laughs> and, this. And so. as it
0: warms, it's going to evolve and it's but it's still going to taste great.
1: Yeah. Any other comments about uh
5: I just I just respect Sierra Nevada, man. I mean, they've been around for so long. There's there's such I mean, craft beer wouldn't exist without them. They haven't sold yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, it just seems like they just keep, you know, plugging along there. Um they're they're yeah, they're just fantastic. Yeah, I think yeah.
0: it's their commitment to quality that keeps them at the top. And they do some really special stuff. If if you live or go anywhere near one of their breweries, you're going to find things on tap that'll blow your mind.
3: That's that's right. They have they they have one-offs uh, yeah. from their their brewers and sometimes it makes it into a regularly packaged product. One of which is the Southern Gris, I mean the Southern Gothic,
0: which, yeah, was, yeah.
3: Uh, which is really, really pretty good uh, unfiltered pilsner that was just started out as a, a one-off from one of their brewers. And, yeah. and everybody went berserk and loved it. And their and facility so, is just,
5: the North Carolina yeah, facility yeah. is just mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. Like That place is so cool. And the food, oh. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Wow. yeah. And yeah.
3: The, the hops room, you know, when you do the tour and it's just down a straight line. But it's, it's been the only brewery tour I've done where it's it's all leaf hops.
0: You yeah. can go swim yeah. in Nevada. Yeah. does yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah?
3: I talked Scrooge about McDuck. that. Yeah.
1: No, it's a really cool room to walk in. Uh, Kendall, what's your uh, set rating here for
0: Sierra? Uh, I'll always give it a five. There you go.
1: So uh, one of the one of the topics that I wanted to throw out was uh, this is a really interesting hop harvest year. So there was a huge glut of uh, hops, you know, that were available for the first time, you know. Um, the supply and demand kind of seemed to finally, you know, hit some point of equilibrium. And it was interesting. I had a lot of fresh hop beer, you know, through uh, harvest season in the fall. And um, I kept on waiting for something to just kind of, you know, wow me. I was like, you know, um, the uh, tired hands, you know, that we had at Shelton Brothers a couple years ago that was a fresh hop beer was just over the moon i mean i still you know that just left such a heavy impression on me and there's a lot of perennial fresh hop beers and this is one of them you know as well do you think that um you know with the glut of hops that became available do you think that's really going to change some of the quality of some you know hop forward beers or are we just going to see this translate into a margin price point And the brewers are just going to go, I'm just going to stick with the same formula. And, you know,
5: it's a real pain Um, in the butt to do a fresh hopped beer. And I mean, I just don't see uh, a lot of the smaller guys dipping their toes in that. That seems to me something that, um, you know, Hmm. tends to work better with the bigger guys that can distribute it out quickly and in lots of different directions. Um, Well, quickly
3: is the key. Yeah. Because it it evaporates pretty quickly. And you can quickly. get the and you can get the hops.
2: You're buying in a quantity big enough that you mm-hmm. can still get, you know, a reasonable price because it's it's a lot. Plus, you know, those fresh hops they soak up a lot more the beer, so you lose more beer. Yeah. when you're using them, than when you do. It's not right. very efficient. Yeah, right. it's a,
5: it's a pain. Um, and you know, I think you know, I think that's a really good point that you're bringing up about the supply and demand of hops. I mean, yep. that's that's unfortunately. I don't think that's necessarily supply catching up with demand as much as it is demand is going down so that supply, you know, I think we're starting to see the 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 inverse of the curve at this point uh, just because, I mean, people aren't drinking beer like they used to, unfortunately. A lot of people
2: aren't drinking like strictly hoppy beers, mm-hmm. you know, everything's... When the lactose, you know, supply and demand, <laughs> yeah. we see where that goes. You know, and,
0: and if you think about those big classic sea hops, they might be a glut of those because everybody's wanting the fancy, you know, yeah, tropical uh, 7, fruit, dozilatuka, you know, yeah. yeah, all that stuff.
2: Experimental no, really
1: good number four five seven
2: Z. That's oh, a great. That was hop. a good one. Oh, that yeah, really <laughs> was four five seven Z, man. I'll never I never forget that one. Yeah, yeah. Twenty two dollars a four pack. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I really wonder. Uh, you know. Always, what is going to be the influence on choices that brewers make, you know, based on the price point and availability of certain ingredients? And, um, you know, I think hops have, have always been that very difficult thing to do uh, in terms of dealing with hop contracts that, you know, many times are sold in three to five year contracts. And um, I really heard uh, some hop suppliers were actually moving towards the point where they were doing they weren't forcing, you know, to do three- and five-year contracts this year. Uh, They were doing year-over-year contracts. Mm. And because I saw some people kind of scooping up on availability of some hops where they had been previously shut out. And uh, I thought that was kind of interesting that I was wondering, you know, instead of seeing the stovepipe of people, you know, um, the few getting the bulk of, you know, things that are available, that there was going to be probably a bit more – Spread of you know a lot of those hops that would become a more widely available, and instead of having 285 IPAs, we were going to have 714 you know <laughs> IPAs. Yeah, um, that we're really going to come around. So I I'm really just kind of wondering you know how that's going to impact a lot of the choices that brewers are going to make, uh, you know, in 2019. But the good thing is, Kendalls. Is I think that uh, Ken will make a celebration again next year. Oh, oh so. I'm sure.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes, please.
1: Well, Let's... next up is
3: uh, Rev Mark with his uh, favorite beer of the year. Dun
2: dun dun. 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 I'm
0: well, I don't know that this is this. the best
3: beer of the year, but I can say that this uh, Mother's Brewery in um, Springfield, Missouri. We all go there, you know, from time to time. Never.
0: <laughs> I've never been to Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> We're <laughs>
3: And I was I was marooned there uh, in the middle of the summer. That's a good way to think of it. Yeah, and it was <laughs> it, it, it seemed to be a veritable beer desert until I found mothers, and actually these three <laughs> brewers got together and they dedicated the the brewery you know and the in the and certainly the poor room to their mothers and they had uh-huh. the pictures you know from their weddings and their anniversaries and all that. Uh-huh. And among, you know, why don't their,
1: you get a real job? <laughs> <laughs> and among, beer all among, day among long. their like
3: 12, 12 to like 15 beers, this is their most popular uh, seasonal beer, but they had some available still this summer. Uh, they've been in business for seven years. And from what I understand, this originally was not Matter Familias, which is the head lady of the house, I think is what it translates to. Yeah. Uh, but it was simply uh, labeled. MILF but they had to do away with that.
5: I still have a yeah, bottle of do you yeah, Milf, Yeah, uh, laying around and I had so, no idea. So yeah. they changed the name. They changed the So was this, it called yes.
2: Mother's Milk? Oh gosh.
3: <laughs> Bad Just marketing. It comes with yeah. free
2: uh, therapy with every <laughs> bottle. Oh, um, yeah,
3: sorry. But I have to say uh because I I work uh, kind of for my company's mothership and i was in the middle of a kind of a business session that day that was not proving very encouraging for me <laughs> i had to i found it was very you know sort of coincidental that i stumbled well no i actually wound up stumbling back out of mother's brewery later that day uh, <laughs> 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 he walked in and stumbled out uh, but uh, for me, this was, even in the middle of the summer, it was nicely air-conditioned in there. And this was just, I, I just really needed to, to have some time to ponder and to sip very slowly. And this was just, for me at least that, at that time, a great beer moment. And I, I find the beer interesting, although I've just opened this this one since I've had it for like four or five months now. So I don't know how it is yet. Uh, but it was, I, I, I found it, it was very interesting in that it's, it's a blend of four different barrel-aged imperial stouts. And so it's 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 uh, barreled in rum, rye whiskey, brandy, and bourbon. Wow. Yeah. And so it's it's a veritable, for the holidays at least, uh, kind of a liquid fruitcake, but in a good sense. I called it yeah. the kitchen sink stout. I thought yours was a lot better, the fruitcake stout. Yeah. So what are, what are your impressions on I, it i think it's great yeah well Super i've never roasty. had it before Chocolate so i'm egg.
1: tasting this the first time so mm-hmm. um i have to say that uh, when i read the i was just reading the label i was like yeah all bets are off i'm betting this thing is going to be way off balance and something is just going to take this you know down a path that you just don't want to go down from a taste profile
2: i feel like i smell the brandy or, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but then I really taste like the rum and the
1: the the bourbon. Part. It's definitely very booze forward. Mm-hmm. It is. What's the yep. ABV on it? Eleven.
3: Eleven.
1: Um, yep. That's great. Eleven. But it's 000.
3: it. But it's kind of has a, uh, a a little bit of a thin thinner body than you would think for True. for a Does. beer. This this I uh,
1: agree. A little
2: but bit strength. It's still nice. Though. I mean, it's still I got, really got like some it. roundness to it.
3: Um, I'm thinking
1: I would throw this in the bottom of the closet for two years and then, uh, drag it back out. Kendall
0: shaking his head. Absolutely. Violently. I'd like to see what age would do to this.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely falling in that, you know, category of things that you do with other, you know, barrel age products. And, um, I think you're on, uh, you, you said you already had this four months. So, right. Uh, actually, yeah. But more like five. Okay. Yeah. 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 Needs more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think uh, as a as a fresh product, I think it would just be flat out invasive, you know, mm-hmm. and I think overwhelming mm-hmm. for a lot of people. So.
5: I can't feel my molars, so I, yeah. I I like I, it. You, you, like I it. you like it. it. Yeah, I don't know. It's doing yeah. its job. I don't know I fully. <laughs> I would I, gladly agree stumble with out, I mean, out of mothers. I, it's a
1: big
2: beer, but I think they brewed it to be a big beer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, I would love love to taste it two years old, you know, three four years old. But see how it's evolving. I think right now, though if you put it if you frame it correctly in your mind like this is going to be a big old you know honking
3: beer i think you get what you want on. it. i like it a lot i mean i'm really enjoying it. yeah and being and being kind of focused on a, a seasonal release uh and it's a blended product i mean every year it's going to be nuanced in a different way you know so we should build a vertical
1: yeah. I, um, I think of all of those uh, various, you know, barrels, secondary finishes, I'm going to go with brandy and rum as probably the mm-hmm. predominant ones. Yep.
3: A lot, of, of, lot of rum.
1: again. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, kind of the sweet, uh, almost a caramel aspect to and it And it it's sweet well. coming from,
1: you know, those products. I don't
3: mm-hmm. think that that's coming mm-hmm.
1: from the beer. I really think that's the barrel that's actually bringing a lot of that around. Right. And I and even f- get some licorice yeah. out of this, so.
3: Sorry. Hmm.
1: what's so, your uh such rating on this well mark? you know
3: given you know the, the nostalgia that i now have about that that wonderful beer moment i'm gonna give it a five
1: wow how about uh, you know. that a five good boy dave <laughs> trying 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 there's no try there's only fail <laughs> <laughs> um yeah really great beer i think if you're uh, absolutely lost in the dead center of missouri which that's about the only thing i could think you could do there dang um Bam, you know, once on, again. On your, yeah, pretty much. You know, is this Branson? No, dude, you're really lost.
0: So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, should definitely check out Mother's Brewing Company. And uh, so, um was there anything else at that brewery that caught your eye? I've got to believe there's something else interesting. Well,
3: there. no, they had they had some uh, some really good cold pressed coffee stouts. Uh, Mm. that, that I thought were pretty clean, you know, but had, had that real robust coffee aspect to it. They're a great
5: brewery, man. They've, Mm -hmm. they're no Mm -hmm. slouch. Um, they do some great stuff for sure.
1: Well, interesting. Well, we'll be right back in one minute to talk a little bit more about our best of. Hey, welcome back to Sip Suds and Smokes. And on today's Suds episode, we're going through our best of 2019 products and we've swapped a little bit of our cast members around. And uh, joining us here for the last segment is going to be good old gal Juliana. Sometimes shocking,
3: always controversial. He deals with topics that the other talk shows are afraid to touch. He pries, he pokes, he digs deep.
1: <laughs>
3: uh, she. Yes, she.
4: I Hi.
1: Thought, <laughs> I thought you were just going to do She's the Boss. It's
2: better she didn't yeah. hear all that. Noise. Yeah. <laughs> Later.
1: So, what is your best beer of 2019?
4: Well, funny, you should ask. <laughs> it is
1: funny. Ooh. Ooh. It's not that funny. It's a fresh crack.
4: It is a fresh crack. It's a um, fresh Not something else. Anyways, this one really, it kind of blew me away. It's a collaboration between Two Roads and Evil Twin. Um, These are both breweries that I have had a long-time semi-love affair with. You know, Mm -hmm. always look forward Mm -hmm. to something new that they have. So this is 9.5%, though to me it doesn't taste like 9.5%. Wow.
5: I I know. uh, I wish I had slowed down. Uh,
4: It's a Vietnamese-style coffee stout um, that Mm. is inspired by a Vietnamese coffee Coffee. drink called Cafe Sada. Mm. And um,
1: The name of the beer is?
4: Oh, the name of the beer would be (laughs) the um, Saigon Scooter Selfie.
1: Mm, How about that? Congratulations. So, uh, we're making the best of 2019. (laughs) I mean, seriously, would you have picked a Vietnamese, you know, coffee, you know, stout as uh, something... You know, I've,
5: the, I've that's, had that's, Vietnamese coffee. Is this, is this like uh, an homage a to that. the, the mm-hmm. creamy, yeah, uh, condensed milk thing?
4: Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Yeah, I get,
3: yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I
4: and like I it. and I dig it because it's a good representation of that. And you know, in the winter, we're so used to all of these, it's
1: more lactose, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: whatever, dude, whatever. <laughs> But what I really enjoy about it is it's not too over the top. It's and it's not the spice bombs that we're getting at this time of year. It's you know, it's creamy, it's chocolatey, it's stouty, it's big, and for me it just I feel Hits like we should buttons. have
5: had, like, a banh mi or pho to go along with this. That yes, would I was like, going to say
3: the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: yeah and yeah. that's
3: coming later.
4: But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, with all these, like, you know, turkeys and hams and things that we have, I think this would lend itself. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to go big, bold Are you
1: otherwise. About yeah. yeah. <sighs> so, very different wow. uh, style than, you know, um, a lot of other traditional coffee styles for sure. Um, if you've not had Vietnamese coffee, uh, it is something that's made with condensed milk. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know, I, uh, uh, I always tell people that the difference between a traditional Cuban and a, a Vietnamese is the bitterness quality in a Vietnamese is a lot more pronounced Um, Is generally what I tend to think of, you know, uh, with Vietnamese, you know, coffee styles. And I think this beer is actually doing, you know, uh, the whole thing justice.
4: Yeah. um, It's bitter. It's sweet with the cream. And I am a big fan. Oh,
3: yeah. I'm I'm thinking I'd love to have a fresh s'more with this. I don't know why. It just (laughs) kind of comes to me. Yeah.
5: (laughs) I I still want the banh mi. Like now,
3: yeah.
4: <laughs> we, you
5: know that's one thing that we have in this town. We are we are blessed. We have no decent Chinese restaurants, but we have a, a ton of a lifetime supply of Vietnamese, Laotian, yep. Thai food, Korean, Korean, Korean. Korean. Yeah. Oh my God! I'm just Which save is a awesome. Yeah, and, and, and a, a few, few good ramen Fun. houses
3: too. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah,
5: but no decent Chinese. Seriously, <laughs> Seriously not a one, not, one. not, not a one, a not a single step one up in this yeah. whole city. <laughs>
1: Um, Sorry. So, um, I have not seen this before. Uh, so, uh, do you know anything about the distribution You know, around this product? Is it following Evil Twins distribution model? It
4: is following Evil okay, Twins. Okay, yeah. so yeah. if you
1: find... Evil Twin products. This is something you, mm-hmm. you feel it probably. But also is,
4: two roads too. I mean, because it's a collab between which, the two. You're going I gonna, think it's
1: going to be a much smaller <clears>
3: distribution, <throat> distribution
4: footprint. You know, for two roads. Okay,
3: yeah. like, Evil, yeah, evil Twin is twelve uh, percent. It's bigger. all over okay. the planet. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Right, yeah, gotcha. So that's this, why I was asking. Yeah. Okay, so. this is kind of like a even more Jesus meets Buddha.
1: Yeah, <laughs> kind of exactly. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. a that's a really good <laughs> yeah. you know description because I think that it's following a lot of the natural uh, stout presentation in the more uh, tw- Jesus mm. uh, you know uh, line that evil twin does uh, mm-hmm. you know. Um, year after year, and there's, what, like 12 different variations, you know, of that. Last week. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Just last week. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we're still counting. It's still, you know, we're not at Christmas
5: yet. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. There's still time. There's still time.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep, it walks and goes, we think we'll throw
1: a into this year's even more Jesus. We got it rati Jesus. So, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I, but I really love the homage, you know, mm-hmm. truly back mm-hmm. to the Vietnamese coffee. I, that's, I think that's the thing I really enjoy you know, about this particular product, I'm having this fresh for the first time. So mm-hmm. um, really a uh, uh, great balance all the way around. My f- The first taste I had of it, I was like, wow. mm, this is a little too much cola for me uh, when it was when I, the very first taste, but that went away really quick. And I think it's just, you know, as I consumed a bit more my palate got acclimated to it, I, I was really kind of seeing this a lot more.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's because I've been sick and my palate's wrecked, but I'm getting like a hint of cinnamon. Yes, is that there? <laughs>
3: yes, I get yeah. a little cinnamon. Yeah. But, but it's it's in the it's air. It's pretty too. subtle. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. Uh, what is your uh, SUDS rating for this going to be?
4: A five. Wow, how about that. Oh.
1: Well, uh, very interesting beer. And um, at least the packaging you brought today is in a can. So that's kind of an interesting choice. It is. Yeah. yeah. for Especially for an Evil Twin product, because I don't know that they've moved a can. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Even for more Jesus. Jesus yeah. Cans. Oh, yeah. They yeah. Have cans. Yeah. They do cans. Now? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean,
5: yeah. they're they're gypsy breweries, so it's, you know, wherever they are. But generally.
4: And I think it was probably a Two Roads influence, yeah. you know, on the mm-hmm. can. But I'm really happy about that.
1: Uh, cool. Uh, good old boy sparky uh tell us a little bit about your favorite uh, best of 2019 beer
5: well i i you know echoing what kendall said earlier this was kind of the year i just kind of got tired of a lot of trying too hard you yeah. know the uh you know two per person 25 five four pack lines uh all that nonsense exploding cans
1: uh i, I just needed a four dollar pitcher beer
5: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, I don't know this year I've really found myself going back to beer flavored beer and my choice is the venerable Coors Banquet. Um, yeah. (laughs) Um, so, and, and, and I love this beer, you know, this, this beer has some significant, uh, symbolic significance to me. Uh, my wife ran the New York marathon a couple of years ago and, uh, you know, as I like, you know, as we went, found each other after the race, uh, we went and had a New York slice and a big 24 ounce can of Coors banquet that we split. It was awesome. Um, you know, this is the beer that Smokey, uh, was chasing the bandit all the way back to Atlanta Mm -hmm. for. Um, and, uh, you know, Coors wasn't even a top 20 brewery in the country before this beer in the seventies or before that movie. And suddenly was in the top 10. Um, it's it's just to me, like, just such a great beer. Um, I had a big uh, party uh, earlier, a couple of months ago, for my son's soccer team, and I served this, and everybody was just like.
0: To your mm-hmm. son's soccer team?
5: Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Those kids, they need to, you know, yeah, they, they need to get some hair on their chest. But... I like how this story's evolving. <laughs> yeah. Already. What had happened was. Um, <laughs> but, um, But uh, no, it's so funny because I kept serving this to the parents and a lot of the, it amazed me. A lot of the parents had not had, they didn't even know what Coors Banquet was. I mean, obviously everybody knows Coors Light and, but nobody had OG, you know, Coors Heavy, if you will. And uh, no, I I love this beer. I mean, it is, it is squeaky
1: clean. Yeah.
5: Squeaky clean, you know, just such a great balance of sweetness and, you know, breadiness and, uh, just, just truly, uh, one of the great American all time beers. They, they are, I think the only brewery that still malts all their own malt in house. Um, and golden and golden. Yeah. Four malts, their own stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, and to me, this is, this is one of the perfect beers and, and, and it's one that I've just really enjoyed this year, you know, not, Going too crazy on complex flavors. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, to me, uh, just such a great classic beer. And, and uh, that's that's been my beer of the year. Hmm.
1: I did not know the ABV on this. So I, I grabbed the can. They're all looking at me like, wonder what he's going to say, you know, as he's grabbing the can. Because, you know, I think that I've seen uh, this floating around 3 2 you know, for uh, in between, you know, uh, when Texas was really still fighting that quite a bit. And, uh, but, yeah, it's definitely not at 3-2 anymore. Uh, that's for sure. Any guesses?
0: I was going to say 4-6. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Yeah. As soon as I find it here on the freaking label. <laughs> so it is at 5%.
0: Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. A little bit bigger than I thought it was.
1: Yeah, I know. That's what she said. Yeah, I, I feel like that's it's a, a nice trivia. Surprise. That's a trivia contest. What's your such rating going to be on Course Banquet?
5: I'm going to give the venerable Course Banquet a five. Wow. It is
2: truly an institution. What's <clears throat>
1: That is groundbreaking on Sip, Suds, and Smokes, right? <laughs> well, I think what's interesting is, is that uh, that catches my attention is that. Coors actually does, uh, you know, quite well in uh, GABF competition. They have won like, you know, 20 medals for this beer. Yeah. So um, there's a good reason why, you know, it's been around for a long time and you sell a lot of.
5: In, and in a lot of the Cicerone classes that I teach and when I'm introducing people, I mean, this is this mm-hmm. is a classic standard reference beer mm-hmm. because it is, yep. you know, perfect, consistent as an American lager.
1: Yeah, it's one of the best. Yeah, yeah. I agree uh, for sure. Well, uh, we have uh, my beer uh, up next mm-hmm. as uh, the best of 2019. Um, interesting choice, especially for me. And that's what I love about, uh, you know, Uh, thinking about this beer so this is a beer we actually did have on the show uh, early on in season seven um i don't know talked about it in march is that right maybe
4: maybe, maybe. yeah when did you go when did you maybe before that i picked it up the day after christmas
1: the day after christmas but i don't think we actually recorded that show until late february i'm thinking yeah maybe so um My best of 2019 beer is from Hudson Valley Brewing. It is called Bloom. Uh, It is a sour double IPA and uh, really a fantastic beer. Um, I think what's very interesting is that it's very indicative of, you know, the style uh, that was kind of the it beer of the year, which is, you know, it was a milkshake, milkshake, anything for that matter. But, I do think the Sour IPA actually kind of came into its own as being well-made by a lot of people. Now, Helton Valley is absolutely um, out in front of everybody by probably uh, two to three you know, years in, in terms of making uh, this really great beer. Um What's funny about this uh, is that it has a lot of berry on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, as and much we as, know
4: how much you enjoy And berries. I know
1: you guys always harass me about, you know, that I don't enjoy a lot of, especially raspberry. Um, and this has quite a fair bit of, you know, raspberry, you know, on it. And uh, if anything, I'd like to think that uh, I can be objective still,
0: even <laughs> <No>. though. <I'm>, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ouch.
4: Really? Hang on a second. It hurts.
1: <laughs> Let me, re- <laughs> was, Let me like, rewind the tape. We'll yeah. we'll record that section again because all of you laughed a little too hard if anything. I like it back. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Just took a DNA test turns out. <laughs> yeah, you're 100% judgy.
1: I can still pick something that I don't like the style but I still think that it, it's a it's a really well-made beer and I I definitely uh, something that Caught my attention um, very early on in the season. It was really difficult. I found myself constantly coming back and going, "Was this as good as Bloom?" You know, uh, because I even remember if you if you go back and listen to that episode, I went, "I think that may be the beer of the year." You know, and it's really strange because you know we probably only had maybe like twenty beers we had reviewed on the show, and we would probably tasted you know a couple hundred you know offline. And for something to catch her, you know, my attention kind of that early. But I really love this.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great.
1: And, yeah. I, and I have to thank uh, Juliana, stood in line for this beer. Yes.
4: And so. I,
3: I get some chamomile I'm the boss. out of this.
4: I believe that there no, 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 is a little bit of chamomile and, yeah, in it. And, uh-huh. and, and,
3: and there's some uh, lactose. As well, yes. So, oh, yeah. There's there is. there's yeah. a good amount yeah. of lactose. Yeah,
0: and for my rant earlier about all the crazy beers, I still appreciate them when they're done well. And, and, and this and that's the is key. so yeah, good. That's I really yeah. like this beer.
1: And for us to yeah. actually pick a Hudson Valley beer back to back, we actually picked Hudson Valley as our beer of the year for last season, for season uh, six, and for it actually to make the short list again for this year. That is how good they are actually making these sour uh, IPAs. Fantastic. At, at job. Hudson Valley. Yeah. So, really, really great beer. Um, any other comments about this? Beer? So,
5: if a double IPA is a dipa, uh, does this a sipa?
1: Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> okay. I know, right? I think a sip is a session IPA.
4: <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow.
1: Um, well, I'll hustle up here. My suds rating here for the bloom from Hudson Valley is going to be a five. Uh, we knowledge. had about thirty seconds here for any other quick topics that you guys wanted to mention about twenty nineteen.
5: Uh, Ballast Point got bought by a hot dog stand. Sam Adams merged with <laughs> Dogfish. New Belgium sold out to a Malaysian genocidal regime. Uh, Seltzer rules. Low Cal beers are on top of the world. And Founders is racist. Anything else? No. Nope. I that think that's about the it. Entire. It. Okay. Good.
3: And the Russians are taking it all over anyway. That's well. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Go past this.
0: Past this part. In fact, never play this again.
1: <laughs> hey, I want to uh, take a moment here, and uh, this is the end of our Season 7 here on Sip, Suds, and Smokes. I want to take a moment and just thank so many of our distribution partners here for the show. I uh, want to thank uh, all of our uh, terrestrial radio station partners in the Pacifica Network, uh, and uh, CBS Radio Network, um, our NPR uh, partners, our college radio stations uh, that we're on as well. I want to give a special shout out to our very first radio station that we were on, which is Radio Free Nashville. Aww. WRFN. Yeah. Aww. So, uh, thanks, Jenny. Why don't you read that for me there, Sparky?
5: I got you, man. <clears throat> Absolutely. You'll always find us where you find this episode as well. Radio Satellite Online at Apple Podcasts google podcasts iHeartRadio, spotify and nearly any place you listen to a podcast the easiest way to find the show on your phone is to ask alexa siri or google play podcast sip suds and smokes
4: we love your feedback and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com
3: And don't forget, our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram every day. It's Sip, Suds, and Smokes. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of great news. And if you've enjoyed this
0: episode, please take the time to rate us online.
3: Hey, Kendall, always thank you for
1: joining us. And I love to tell people about your great blog that you and your wife do.
0: beautiful wife and I blog about the great news of good beer, or good news of good beer at (laughs) BeerMakesCity.com. had a lot of alcohol.
1: <laughs> for sure.
0: Reverend Mark, thanks
1: for joining us. It's a, always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Good old boy, Sparky, thanks for joining us.
5: Always a pleasure. Thank you so much.
1: Uh, good old boy, Dave, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you for thanking me for joining you. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to check out uh, Dave's uh, Daily Beer Reviews. Hey, this is good old boy Mike, thanking you for joining us. Come back, join us once again, and I'll ask you to keep on sipping.